We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The Detroit Lions select Aiden Hutchison, defensive end, Michigan. Jared Goff winds up. Touchdown, Detroit. Josh Reynolds. Here comes the blitz. Down the middle and on the fly. Jamison Williams, extra speed on the gas and gone. Touchdown. Yo, what is going on, guys? Welcome back to the Pride Podcast, episode 255 on the Blue Wire Network. I am your host, Tyler, joined by my two guys, as always, Mr. Malcolm Hart, Pierre. How you boys doing on this Tuesday night as we're recording a Lions-Seahawks postgame? A little day later than we usually do, but we're here. How you boys doing? I'm doing good, man. I'm like... I'm good. Yesterday I wasn't doing that good, but I'm good today. Malcolm, how are you doing, bro? Ooh, ooh, ooh. I'm. I mean, I'm. I'm all right. I mean, I had a great time in Detroit, man. Shout out to Pierre and Tyler. Boo, 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 boo. Going to the game. Great atmosphere. It was fun. I ain't like. The, I, ain't, I ain't like. I ain't like the outcome. And the outcome sucked, obviously. But before we get into the game itself, because there's a lot of talk about this game. Overall, how was your experience in Detroit? Because, you know, I don't think people know this. You know, you're not – some people probably don't know this. You're not from here originally. Um, you've only been here once outside of, you know, this most recent trip. And the last time you were here is 2019. So how was it coming back to Detroit after three years? It was dope, man. You know, I, I was at Magic City. Magic City Hotel is really dope. Um, Motor City. Motor City. <laughs> I'm an idiot. Magic City is something else. Magic City is something else. He's thinking about something else. My bad. My, 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 my bad. What are you, Lou Williams? <laughs> Motor City. All right, my bad. Motor City. Motor City was really nice. It was a really nice hotel. Um, the casino, you know, me and my wife we were, you know, did a lot of stuff in the casino. It was fun, man. We had a blast, man. And you know, the, you know, hanging out with you guys too was was just dope, man. The whole the whole experience. And then um, you know, Sunday, the whole atmosphere. Of you know going to the game and seeing all the Lions fans, you know, um, all the activities they have. It, it's just this is really, really, really dope. Um, I just can't wait to go back to you know experience that again. Yeah, we, we ran a 40 and we did a vertical jump. So um 
That was interesting. That was that was interesting, man. No yeah. injuries. No injury. You know yeah, what? No injuries this time. No injuries. You know that, that that's that's the positive. No injuries. So, you know, I, I'm happy for that, man. That's a Detroit air. A Detroit air uh, prevented from injuries <laughs> like Miami. <laughs> I told my, I, you know, I came home and that was the first thing I told my daughter. I was like, you know what? I was like, you remember when I ran a forty with you at the um the Super Bowl experience? She was like, yeah, I remember. You got hurt. I was like, guess what? I did it again. I didn't get hurt. She was like, oh, congrats. And just walked away. That was. <laughs> <laughs> we probably shouldn't have done that, honestly. Just like, what if you did get hurt? I'd have been laying on the floor, just like ah, like you know, you know Peter Griffin, um, um, family guy. It's like ah, he's holding his knee. That that would have been me. I would be like ah, ah. Bro, I told him I was like, are you sure you want to pull a hammy, bro? We had Peter's brother too, who was recovering from an Achilles injury. We have Malcolm, who was injured himself off this. Just, 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 just age, just aged yeah. knees and age. I did not want to run that because I don't want to pull. I just didn't yeah, want to. Yeah, Pierre, Pierre didn't run. Pierre did a vertical jump. He, yeah, he's a good, he's a good vert, especially for a Middle Eastern. He's got, he's got pretty good vert. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> man. But uh, I appreciate that, Tyler. Thank you. Now, man, for all my short kings out there, you guys are, you know, we don't, we don't, we don't jump like that. So I, I, I didn't represent for our short kings, but and I wasn't very fast out there in the forty. But I was in Vans. I was in, I was in fucking skinny jeans. So you know it is what it is. Yeah, I mean it is what it is, man. No warm up. So you know, I'll take it. You know, it, it was. Right, yeah. It was interesting. All right, let's get into this game. Uh, <coughs> Malcolm will probably, hopefully, see you next year because you want. I know you said you want to make this kind of like a yearly tradition potentially. So that'd yeah, be hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah. So um, until next time, well, I guess. So, all right. Let's talk about the actual game now. All the stuff beforehand, a lot of fun. The game itself. Oh fuck, man, that game! Like, if you're watching this game, you wouldn't think it was an NFL game. You would think it was like a Pac-12 Saturday night game, like with all that offense. It was an air raid versus an air raid. It seemed like it seemed like there was no defense being played at all. Defense was optional. It was seemed like the task on Sunday, and man. What happened to that Lions defense, dude? Like, I know that Lions defense wasn't good last year, but they were not this bad. I mean, this defense is historically bad. They're not just bad. They're really, really, really bad. And it's just mind-boggling because how do we take step backs? I mean, last year, you have the same group of guys, same defensive coordinator, and if anything, you added talent this offseason. I mean, you brought back the same guys you had last year and added talent. You added the number two overall pick, Aiden Hutchinson. You get Jeff Okuda back. You add Malcolm Rodriguez. Again, you know, these are not, you know, big game changers. They're all, like, young players. But, damn, how did they get worse? This is, like, very, very, very bad. Um, scheme change. And apparently – Malcolm watched the tape. Let, let Malcolm talk about the scheme change or whatever they're doing. Oh, the scheme, the, the scheme change is horrible. Um, it, it's predictable. It's horrible. Um, on third down, so you're pretty much lining everybody up. I mean, you dare me have all your linebackers up uh, on the line. Um, your edge rushers are way. It's like everybody's just way too wide. It's this like it's like a recipe for disaster. I don't even know what Aaron Glenn was thinking when he put this shit together. Uh, it's just a recipe for disaster. I mean, on third downs, it, I mean, someone's gonna pick up on it. You're gonna have nobody second level to to stop a run play. So pretty much, if you just get through one gap, you have a free lane to touch. You just you just pretty much have to beat one person. After you seal out, after you seal off the gap, you just have one person to beat. You have the safety, either the safety or the corner, mm-hmm. depending if you're running up the middle or you're running off the edge. You just have one person to beat, and you have a free lane to touch. It's just 
third downs, that whole scheme that they were trying to do on third downs is not working. I, I liked it at first when you're doing the NASCAR and just having your D, your D tackles inside and then you have your, you know, more D tackles on the other side. I, I get that. But what they're doing now with the putting Alex as alone, Elliot, everybody, your safety, your linebackers, everybody up front, it's just, it was just bad. It was just bad. I didn't like it at all. Yeah, I mean, Seattle picked your defense apart. I mean, man, you wouldn't even be able to tell that they made a trade this offseason at quarterback. They were supposed to be rebuilding. They're supposed to take a big downgrade. They traded their franchise quarterback for many years, Russell Wilson. And if you've been out of the loop with the NFL and out of the loop with the Seattle Seahawks, you would have no idea that was not Russell Wilson out there. I mean, Geno Smith looked phenomenal out there and was able to do whatever he wanted to do versus this Lions defense. And the thing was, too, when you're watching this game and re-watching this game, they weren't doing anything special. They weren't doing anything special offensively. They were running a lot of the same plays. It was that bootleg play that was killing you. The running plays, uh, the inside zone, the draw plays, those were killers for your defense, and you couldn't get off the field. And you forced zero punts versus the Seattle Seahawks offense. That's inexcusable versus any Offense in the NFL, if you're playing the Kansas City Chiefs, the Green Bay Packers, whoever, whoever you view as a top offense in this league, that's inexcusable to not have a team punt one time. It's even worse when you're home playing the Seattle Seahawks when you need this game really badly. That's just it's embarrassing, man. You know, when you look at this defense, I feel like Washington's second half. And since then, it's just been a disaster. That first half was one of the best Lions defenses we've ever seen, right? But even after that second half, Washington came out firing. Obviously, we were able to score, and we won that game. But at some point, the defense is especially this game. You're Aaron Glenn. You're like, hey, man, look, guys. You talk to his players. Look, the offense is out with all these players. We need to step up in this game, right? You would think that. You would think that would be the plan. He's challenging his guys. Look, we have all these players missing on offense. This is our like. This is us. We got to help out the offense, right? Nope. What do they do? Golf. Plays great game. Obviously, had to pick six, whatever that happens. But I mean, they played a great game on offense, especially with Swift out, Amon Ross St. Brown out, uh, DJ Chark out, Jonah Jackson out, Big V out. Five starters, Tyler, and they put up 45 points. Your five starters are out, and you put 45 points, and the defense gives up 48 points. I mean, I'm sorry, 41 to pick six. That's still unacceptable. And against Geno Smith, who's been a journeyman in this quarterback, you know, Seattle scored 47 points through three games. In that fourth game, they scored 48 alone. Yeah, you're not playing some crazy offense. And to allow that is just, man, you would think the injuries were the other side of the ball. Like, you know, you mentioned all those offensive guys out. You would think the Lions defense was with a bunch of backups, a bunch of guys making their debuts, but that was just not the case. So I can't give an excuse to the personnel out there because this has been the personnel for like the last two weeks now. And – you know, you haven't lost much. I mean, Tracy Walker, yeah, you lost him. Significant loss. I'm not putting that lightly. But, man, is, is tr- losing Tracy Walker that significant of a loss where you go from a team who looked phenomenal in that first half versus Washington to a team who absolutely collapsed and historically looks like the worst defense I've ever seen on an NFL field? I mean, like that's not even an understatement or overstatement. Like, they look like the worst defense ever that ever put on the NFL field. It's bad. It's really, really bad. You know, it's really bad when the Detroit Lions offense is breaking records, scoring the most points in the first four games in NFL history, and you're one in three. 
That's how bad your defense is. You could have a bad defense. You're probably two and two right now. Maybe three and one. Shit. Maybe four and zero. Maybe four and zero. If I told you before this season that the Lions have the number one offense with Jared Goff, you guys would probably laugh at me. But they also have the number thirty-two defense. They literally they have the number one offense in the NFL right now. They have the thirty-second range, and that thirty-second and thirty-one. There's also a gap between thirty-two and thirty-one. Significant it's that bad, guys. It's really that bad. Yeah. And like. I don't know. Uh, Campbell mentioned today on, on like 97.1, like he talked actually on Monday about having personnel changes and different schemes to change things up. He mentioned today Demetrius Taylor. We talked about that between us. Maybe have Brocker sit out or something and let let um, let uh, what Demetrius Taylor get some snaps. You know, Mike Hughes and Amani have been awful. Maybe bring in Will Harris on the outside and maybe call up A.J. Parker, Chase Lucas, or slide Mike Hughes to the outside, A.J. Parker, Chase Lucas in the inside. I don't know. I mean, you have you could toy around with a little, maybe try different things instead of just bringing a zero blitz on third down, right? Maybe actually put your guys in positions to succeed. Like Malcolm sent me two clips while he was watching tape, guys, and you do not want to see these clips. It is really bad football. This is like high school coaching. Like I'm a coach, and I see this, I'm like, shit, like I'm smiling. I'm smiling on how to attack this defense. I'm smiling what they're doing. Also, Jeff Okuda has played the most kind of any, any corner in the league this year. Um, I believe – Amani is fourth or something like that. I forgot, but Jeff Okuda has played the most man at any corner of this league. I feel like they're also asking their corners to do too much, and their safeties also. You mentioned Tracy Walker. It's actually the biggest loss because if you saw week ones through, what is it, week three, sort of, mm-hmm. there wasn't really that. There was communications, but they weren't, like, glaring. And you saw once he went out, Juju Hughes, Mike Hughes had two miscommunications. Osborne was running free on two plays. He eventually scored the game when he touched on versus Minnesota. Last week, I mean, this week versus last week versus Seattle, you had maybe like over seven or eight miscommunications secondary. That little rollout that that you were talking about, Tyler, I believe Seattle was 10 for 12, and Seattle kept doing the same thing, and Detroit wasn't stopping it. Lack of adjustments, um, lack of being aware of that they're going to run the same. They literally run the same play with like a tight end or a receiver. It was literally a slant like, or the like, tight end. Yeah, yeah, but it was like the receiver running a slant or the tight end just doing that little uh, – like that mini, what's that route called? They come around, they come around, and do the same play. Yeah. On, the same, on that play, the bootleg, you have your tight end, you know, kind of head over to the flats. Crosser, and then you have, and then you have your, 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 your receiver, you know, going across the field. Is I mean, you're, you're in cover zero. I mean, cover one, that play is going to be pretty much automatic. That, that's an automatic play in cover one. Okay. Why are we playing cover one? Last year, we were a lot of like two man, right? What happened to the two man looks? I, I I have no idea. And even um Dan Danolowski, he pointed out today. I mean, he point made a video just asking me, you know, why why are we running cover one on second and thirteen? Why 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 would you why would you do that to your receivers? I mean to, to your corners. Your corners. Your, your corners. And that was a play that Jeff Kula got torched. Like why would you even put your 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 corners in that situation? It just is I I don't get it. It looked that play, like when when you see them do stuff like that, it's just like it gives you bad vibes. It gives you bad memory of the old regime, the old coaching staff. Defensively, remember last year, I mean, I'm sorry. Remember last year they had like I believe Detroit played almost the most too high in the league, or they were up there. They played a lot of two man cover two, whatever it was. This year it seems like we're seeing a lot of cover one, a lot of zero blitzing, like a lot of man leaving your corners on an island when you have no pass rush and your blitz isn't getting there. And then guys are running free, and there's no communication to the secondary. There's issues in all three levels of the defense. 
Hey, Prior Podcast listeners, it's your boy Malcolm here. And if you're a sports better like me, let me tell you about Odds Traders. Odds Traders is a place to compare all odds from all major sports books. You can also compare the different sign up codes and promotional codes from different sports books to get the best deal. This app also provides player stats, key game stats, injury reports, projected game day weather, so the betters can make the most informed bets as possible. This app also has bet trackers so betters can keep records of all their games and betting activity. Looking to maximize your bets? Go to oddstrader.com slash bluewire. Again, that's O-D-D-S-T-R-A-D-E-R.com slash bluewire. Odds Traders, the number one site for your game day bets. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. No, it, it's bad right now, man. It's really bad right now. And it's like you mentioned it. The pass rush is not getting home either. So you're not giving your corners even any time. So if you do want to run this cover one, you know, your, your pass rush should be getting home, you know, pretty quickly. So your corners are not left in an island forever because you can only cover for so, so much time. You know, we talk about it. I think in today's generation, this league, and you can really look at this Lions team, there is not many lockdown corners in this league anymore. And I could tell you damn sure right now the Lions don't have a lockdown corner. <laughs> they do oh, not have a lockdown corner. You have a questionable cornerback one. I think a guy who's on the coming up of a, a guy who could be a cornerback one, Jeff Okuda, but maybe it's not there yet. Amani at best is a corner two in this league. Um, maybe a low end one, but he's playing really, really bad right now. So, and, and your pass rush is just not getting home. I mean, it's one thing if your pass rush gets home. It's one thing if you got the San Francisco 49ers pass rush and you're getting home pretty quickly or the Los Angeles Rams or something like that. When you're not getting home and you're giving Geno Smith all the time in the pocket and you got receivers like DK Metcalf, you got receivers like Tyler Lockett, they're going to get open eventually and there's going to become big plays. And I don't care who the quarterback is, man. If you're not getting home, it's going to be a disaster. It's a recipe for disaster. And that's exactly what you saw on Sunday. 
And I just don't understand how you don't adjust. If it doesn't work in the first quarter, doesn't work in the second quarter, don't you go into halftime and say, shit, guys, we haven't forced this team to punt the ball once. We haven't stopped them once. Maybe let's switch things up. And that that's just like, again, you guys bring up the bad vibes of the previous regime and their lack of ability to adjust. And with this team and with this regime, we've seen them being able to adjust. I want to see them get better in the in-game adjustments, not wait until the game is over and then fix it next game. Because why are we wasting games when we could, you know, maybe try something different in this game? You know, I, I think that's one problem with this staff and on the defensive side of the ball. They're not adjusting in-game. They're waiting until after the game. They have a game plan, and they just stick with that game plan all game, and they don't adjust, I feel like, inside the game. Change things up as the game goes on. If it's not working, you're giving up 35 points. You're going to give up 41 points. Like, it's not going to change. They scored 35 already. Why are we not adjusting? It's just – it's frustrating, man. It's really frustrating. Tyler, I got I got really bad news for you, man. I got really, really, really bad news for you. Would you call me crazy if I tell you the Detroit Lions, out of these four, these four games, never had a pass rush? Would you, would you call me crazy? You, you look at it, watch the game. You look at it, watch the game. Probably first say, half, yeah, the first half, half. Had a, well, second, second half, yeah, yeah, it was disappeared. First half is the same. They played the same exact way they played all the other all the, all the three games. The only difference is Carson Wentz is just an idiot. Either Carson Wentz is an idiot or their coach staff is an idiot. And they just held – like Carson Wentz in that first half was looking for the deep play every single play. Every single play, he was looking for the deep ball. If he would just pull, did a short game, we wouldn't have touched Carson Wentz. We were going to touch Carson Wentz on one time in that game if they don't went the short game the entire the, the, the entire game. Mm-hmm. But because he was going for the deep ball in the first half, the, the entire game, we're getting to him. But the way that our – like the scheme, they have our edge rushers so far out that it makes, it makes it really, really hard. And it's given – you think about it, your edge rushers are so wide, wide out. You're giving the QB more time when you're rushing the quarterback. You're, you're trying to blitz the quarterback so far out. You're not blitzing. They're not blitzing the the, the gaps. They're, they're just they're blitzing outside of the edge rushers. It's giving the quarterback more time in the pocket to adjust. You see, you know, you, you look to the side. You see a linebacker next to Aiden Hutchinson. You're like, okay, that guy's blitzing. You, you know it. You see, you see Charles. El- you see uh, Elliot Sean Elliott next to Charles Harris. You're gonna say, oh shit, they're rushing. And it's not like they're rushing through the gaps. They're rushing way out wide. It, it, it's giving the quarterback more time in the pocket. Yeah. Is this 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 <laughs> the scheme, man? If you go back and watch it, it, it makes you. It, 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 it it's really bad. And, and now it's like, you know, first you're wondering like, all right, the players are maybe it's the players. Is is I can tell you now, it's not the players. It's it's both. It's both the matter. It's both the coaches and the players because. The players, there was a lot of missed tackles on on uh, on Sunday. There was, there there was, but you're putting them in a really bad position. You're, you're I telling, mean, like like if there's a if like all right, you have Penny, and and you have him go through the gap, and he just has to beat one guy, which is either a corner or a safety. Open field tackle, you're telling your open a corner or a safety to get an open field tackle on a running back is really 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 hard. I mean, it is. You're not putting the guys, you're not putting the guys in position to make plays. There, there should be no point where your whole, you know, your whole front seven is on the line, and you have nobody in second level. That just, that just makes no sense to me. Yeah, you know, I, I think it's just so weird too because last year I felt like the defense was lacking talent, but I felt like everything was in place to succeed. Right? 
you know, I think there's a lot of games outside of a couple of them. Like you had the Seattle game last year. You had the Philly game last year. You had the Cincy game last year. There's a couple odd ones out there. But for the most part, the defense gave you a shot. And I thought a big part of that was because of Aaron Glenn putting his guys in the right place. So it just doesn't really make much sense to me. It's like, why did this defense take steps backwards when all you did was add talent? I mean, you didn't lose anybody significant in the offseason on your defensive side of the ball for to be this drastic of of how bad your defense is right now. It's really bad right now. Like, you're not bad. You're not terrible. You're historically the worst defense in NFL history. Like, that's really, really bad. Dan Orlowski tweeted out, if the Lions had a bad defense, they'd be 3-1. and one. That's what I'm saying. Like, you're not bad. You're not, you're not terrible. You're historically the worst defense in NFL history. No, I'll, I'll, they'll probably be undefeated. If they, had a, if they had a bad defense, they'll probably be undefeated. I mean, the only good team they've played so far, like a, like a real good team, is Philly. Philly. And yeah. that's what, you know, you know what gets scary? You got a, a way tougher schedule. I don't want to get too ahead of myself and, like, look at the games, but you got a way tougher schedule ahead of you than what you had these first four weeks, especially what you played, um, you know, for your defense, what you're going to see in, you know, these different offenses in these upcoming weeks. I mean, you played Philly's offense. I like, I like Jalen Hurts. I like that offense a lot. But then you play the Commanders. You play pretty well in that first half. So, you, you know, you slip away and win that game. But then you play Minnesota. That was a good matchup for you. You know, scheme on, you know, if you're just looking at the personnel, that's a good matchup for you. And then definitely this week for Seattle at home. Man, that's just, that's <laughs> scary, dude. There's got to be an adjustment eventually. And it's just like you mentioned it. They haven't adjusted in the first month. When are they going to do it? I know Dan Campbell mentions it, but man, come on. Let's fix it. We got to fix this very soon. And I mean, very yeah. soon, I mean, next game. I mean, I think like most, of, I think we'll see some changes on it, but I think most of the changes will be installed during the bye week. And I could see them going back to some of the stuff that worked last year. Maybe not necessarily with the D line, but more with the coverages and everything, right? Because with the D line, they want it to be aggressive. They don't want them like kind of be, how do I say this? Two gapping, right? They don't want them to, wasn't they two gapping last year, Malcolm? Yeah, they were. They don't want that necessarily to have. They want their guys to be aggressive and not thinking. Maybe they still keep that in mind, but then their coverages and the way they line up guys, they'll move them around a little. Uh, someone, I forgot who was, I think it was Justin Rogers. He had an article about Aiden Hutchinson. So in his best year in Michigan, he was he was in a two-point stand slot, meaning he was standing. He was a stand-up rusher, right? With, with Detroit, he's been more hand in the dirt, more playing interior. And someone mentioned that, Hey, let's let's do two point stands. And then the Hutch actually said, like last year while he was at Michigan, he was more comfortable playing the two point stance. Okay, maybe you play to your player strength. I know he's a second overall pick, but maybe you play to his strengths, right? Put him more in the two point stance. Let's see what he could do. <clears throat> maybe um, don't have Charles Harris lining up all the way wide where he doesn't have a chance to get to the quarterback, right? Maybe don't call stunts on every third down play. Don't be too predictable. Change things up. Disguise covers. Make it look like you're zero blitzing on third down. But back out of it and go to a cover, different coverage or a zone coverage. Exactly. You can get very creative, bro. Like, it's not hard to get creative. I just mentioned stuff. Not even the fucking defense coordinator. They could do stuff, bro. They got bats on that team. Yeah, like, Alex exactly. Stanzalone, he's a bat. He, he could handle this stuff. Yeah. And, and exactly like exactly what you said, man. If they were to line everybody up and put everybody up front, and then you have the quarterback not knowing who's coming at him, and then you pull guys out into zones, and you have some guys rushing, some guys in zones, that's nice. That, that, that actually will work. But to do zero blitzing out of that scheme where you just going to line everybody up and just rush a, rush a quarterback, have everybody running stunts and different shit, 
linebackers, you have one D tackles way pretty much playing like an edge rusher way on the other side. It's like uh, it's crazy, man. I just don't understand how you don't adjust in game though. Oh, it's man. like they're they're scoring every drive. It's not working. Like how I mean, do you not adjust in the game or at halftime? Because I think it's a scheme. Ahead. It's a scheme, bro. You can't. I mean, if you practice that scheme all season, all, all you know, all camp, and it's hard to just say, okay, guys, we're, we're not going to do this no more. They just just play four three. It's really. But or, they're or scoring three, every four. drive. It's like, okay, you guys are shit at this. Let's let's throw this out the window. I don't care if it's like you guys don't want to play football. You played in every scheme. You've played since you're in peewee football. They know every scheme. Maybe you haven't been practicing it recently, but come on, that's not an excuse. These guys know every thing to do on you know the defense side of the ball they know every stance they know everything to do maybe they haven't practiced the most recent it's not working whatever you're doing why don't you switch it up and change it in game try something different you know if i was tyler if i was ag i have i have ben johnson sitting next to me and tell him how would you attack my defense in this look or this look maybe they've done that before and Ben Charles could tell him, if you do this, I'll do this. If you do this, I'll do this, right? You see, in a, in a great example, too, week one, you guys remember that offense? Struggling real bad. Had a consistent, think, three or four three and outs. Couldn't get right. anything going. What do they do? Ben Johnson's adjusts at halftime. He gets him going. And look now, they've been great ever since that half. Adjust. Adjust. What is so tough about adjusting? Adjust. It's four weeks. It's not week one. It's not the preseason. I mean, honestly, you had the perfect test week one in preseason. Your defense got gashed. And maybe you're not scheming. Maybe you're not playing, you know, calling plays, whatever. Your defense got gashed. You had multiple times to plan for this. It's just inexcusable. Another issue, too, is the containment. Uh, Whenever they play man and no one's open, you know, when you play man coverage, the, the, the field is open. The middle of the field is open. The corner's eyes are looking at the receiver, not at the quarterback. If we're zone, eyes are looking at the quarterback. It's man. Corners aren't potentially They're looking at their guy. Defensive linemen are trying to get to the quarterback. The middle is wide open. And we've seen this like every freaking week, except maybe versus Minnesota. You get they, these quarterbacks are getting easy first downs. They're yep. scrambling and getting easy first downs. That needs to stop. And even defending mobile quarterbacks, that's an issue too, because Jalen Hurts, they couldn't stop him. In the preseason, we said it was preseason or whatever, but man, those are legit concerns. They can't even stop guys who are not mobile. Yeah, Gino's not uh, some burner. I mean, he's not slow. He's not some statue, but he's not a burner. And, you know, if it was a third and seven, even if your corners are playing lockdown, even if they're locking down these guys, Gino got the open whole middle of the field. He can run for a first down drive continues. Who was it that said on the Clients coaching staff they didn't like a quarterback spy? Uh, Someone said it. See, I don't necessarily agree with that. I feel like in this scheme, maybe they need one because when they don't have a spy, they're getting gashed. Literally gashed. Yeah. It's bad, man. It's really bad right now. And I hope they could adjust and fix this this Sunday because don't want to put a label on it, but like falling to one and four in the bye week, it really throws out all hope for your fan base. Like the fan base has shown up for these three games, your three home games that you've had. And I, I really believe if you fall to one and four, a lot of that optimism, a lot of that hope, and uh, and Lions fans shouldn't be okay with it. They shouldn't be supporting it. It's going to be go all the way if they lose this game to New England. I got to be honest. I was thinking of going to the Miami game. I don't even think I want to go anymore. If they lose to New England, uh, man, one and four. I'm telling you, all that optimism that you know we had before the season, or even after that Washington game, if it's not gone already, because I think a lot of people have lost after the Seattle game, and even I, I'm not going to be honest with you guys. 
You know, I thought maybe after that Washington game, I thought even maybe after that Minnesota game, going into it, especially that Minnesota game, it's like, okay, maybe this team could do something. Maybe this team could give us something to cheer about in November, in December. Maybe they'll just make us interesting. If you fall to 1-4, your fan base is going to be tuned out. Tyler, I'll give you a reason not to panic about the defense yet. Last year, the Lions had one of the worst offenses in the league, right? Anthony gets canned. They bring in Ben Johnson, sort of instilled a new scheme. Now, AG is not going to get canned, but he could instill a new scheme. He's a smart guy. He's a good – last year was a good coach, right? This year he hasn't been great, but I feel like he could bounce back. Yeah. He's like – he's not an idiot. He could bounce back. He knows his shit when he talks, right? Like, the players love him. They respect him. They, they, they look up to him. It's not like Matt Patricia talks to these guys saying, fuck you. The players actually like this guy. He's played in this league. They respect him. I feel like if he installs a new scheme, these players would buy in whatever that scheme is, or even just tweak things here. You don't need to put like a whole new scheme. Just take some plays out, install some plays in, like we said. Disguise some coverages, disguise some blitzes, confuse the quarterbacks, go blitz at a guy when they wouldn't expect it. You know, you can still play cover one, just don't play cover one like 90% of the time. Maybe play like 20% of the time. Change things up a little. Yeah, what I'm actually seeing people are saying right now about Aaron Glenn, um, and, you know, it kind of makes me think, like, wow, you know, maybe they might have a point. A lot of people are saying that Aaron Glenn is a great coach, but he's not a great coordinator. And you're probably like, huh? How does that make sense? He's a great motivator. He can motivate a hell of a – he can motivate a, a, a team. So I think he'll be a hell of a head coach. You know, he can motivate a team, organize everybody, make sure everybody's doing the right thing. But – is he a great? Is he a great coordinator? I don't know. I mean, just just seeing what I saw on tape the first few weeks, I mean, and the way he has this team going backwards, I, I don't know. But I do, I do believe he's a great coach. So I mean, I, I don't know. What, what do you guys feel about that? Yeah, I, I mean, it's a mixed bag because last year we saw like, wow, like this guy, like he doesn't have a lot of talent. He's making things happen. They weren't even 32nd last year. They, they were not 32nd, and they were not this bad. And, and Pierre, I'll give you this. I'll give them credit, too. They would probably be, be they'd, they'd probably be better if their offense was just a little better because they, their offense was not getting off – or their offense was getting off the field so fast last year, getting their defenders so tired, that's when they would start giving up points. If they had a somewhat okay offense last year, those defensive numbers probably would have looked a lot better than they actually were. Outside of the couple, you know, odd games, like I mentioned, Philly and Cincy and those games, most of those games, man, their defense gave them a shot to win those games. And even the Cincy game, their first half, they did a really good job. It was that second half where it really, you know, uh, spiraled out and Cincy I mean, kind of took over. Just look at that Rams game, right? It's in L.A., yep. um, high-powered offense. You pretty much stay with them, I think, until the fourth quarter. Yep. I mean – those are like I'm over the moral victory stuff, but what I'm trying to say is last year's defense was playing and they were not this bad and they were getting stops on third down. They weren't always on the field. Like, yeah, they, so, they forced teams to punt. You know what I mean? Yeah. My my question is then, if it wasn't broke, why try to fix? Why why did he go to a scheme change? It's a good question. If if it was working last year with less talent, so you had a scheme last year. That was working with less talent, and now you add again more talent to that scheme that could have made that scheme better. 
but you decide to switch everything up, and now the whole defensive gloss. It's a great the question. Whole defensive gloss. It's they well, they what they want to do is they they want to get a pass first corner. That was the whole idea that be more aggressive, have the D line them in attack, have the linebackers attack, play faster, whatever. Unfortunately, it's just not working. And you got to go back to the drawing boards. You, you, I mean, you have this week you could do some stuff, but I think that bye week is when we're going to see some like a lot, lot, a lot more changes, right? Yeah. So you have this bye, you have this week maybe to tweak things up a little. And you're not necessarily playing a high powered offense this week either. If you if this offense scores like forty some points or thirty some points on you, then I think it's time to hit the panic button. But right now, they they should they should win on Sunday. They should. Yeah. Like, New we'll, England isn't anything special. We'll talk about that when we do our We'll game talk game. about that later. Yeah, yeah. But, like, I mean, bro, they're on their third-string quarterback. Yeah. Yep. I mean, I, Malcolm, it's a good question. It really is a good question because I, I agree. I mean, it was working for the most part. Maybe you could blend the talent last year for, you know, some of those oddball games, like I mentioned, like the Philly game, whatever. But, like, if we had that defensive last year, I truly believe that we're a three-on-one team right now. I truly believe we're a three-on-one team right now. Uh, we'll probably be, we'll probably be undefeated. I don't get it because all those games, the Philly game, we lost by one position because we couldn't stop the run. We had yeah. no answer for the run, and probably a better defense. We might oh, yeah. steal that game. Yeah, we were playing a good offense that week, so it's tough, you know. We were, but we're right. We lost by three points. We're right we, there. We and were. the thing is, the thing is, I we, think, had, I, I, we had them to stop them. You know, we would have stopped them. We got the ball back. But yeah. what do we what it happens? We we can't stop the run. They yeah. they run and get the first down game over. You have a maybe better defense, you get a stop, and then you get the ball back. It's it's just that the defense is not helping out this team at all right now. It's, no, they're not. It's uh, and yeah, it, you can make a clear argument. It could be three and one, they could be four and oh. It would a below average a, a bad defense, a below average defense. I mean, we're not asking for them to be great or damn it. <laughs> We're never asking them to be good. If they could just be play acceptable football, force some punts, do something. Force eight even, punts. <laughs> even if they're like the 23rd or 22nd ranked defense, that, that's fine, right? Because their offense right now is so good, and I, I honestly believe this. I don't care who which defense they play. I feel like this offense could put up number against numbers against anyone. And and, and and now we're talking about offense, man. Let's talk about some positives right now, man. Yeah, let's do it. Let's yeah. talk about some positives right now, man. Let's run yeah. it. You know, this offense – they look good, man. They look really, really good. You got your quarterback, Jared Goff, playing at a really high level right now. He's really confident right now, man. He could tell he's really bought into what they're selling and, and what Ben Johnson's selling, man. It's just – it's nice, dude. It really is nice. I mean, you're missing your playmakers out there. And this is why I can't go to the excuse really quickly going back to the defense. Like, if there was some injuries, like losing a guy like Tracy, losing a guy like Kaminsky. Because this offense has lost so many pieces and have had to adjust to so many different players in four weeks. And they have not missed a beat with whatever they throw out there. I mean, they have thrown out an offensive line with Evan Brown, Dan Skipper, and Logan Stenberg all at one time and won that football game and produced 36 points in that game with that offensive line. They come into this game, no Amon Ross and Brown, no DeAndre Swift, no DJ Chark, the receiver you paid this offseason. Obviously, no Jamison Williams. You haven't had him all year. So you're really, you know, picking pieces with who's going to be on your offense still being able to score 41 points, man. This offense is really clicking right now. It really is clicking. It's a real big positive because I think something to look at the big picture and right now, they're clicking right now, but the big picture, I think everything is set right now. I think like once you go into this offseason right now, I think you could look at this offense and say, hey, 
we don't really have to address much here. We might have to address the wide receiver three position. You know, maybe, you know, Chalk's a free agent. Maybe you, you bring back Reynolds or whatever. Like, maybe you just have to address that position. You have to address some depth issues. But, like, the main pieces are there. You got your offensive line intact. I think your quarterback's fine. I think your receiving core is in play right now with Amon Rossi and Brown. You got Jamison Williams coming back really soon. You're there. You got your offense in place. So, big picture – you don't have to really touch much with this offense. So that's a big positive. I think, you know, you look at the offseason, the big issue is, is really defense, 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 defense. And I think that's what they got to do. And kicker. And, and kicker, yeah. So, yeah, so, kicker. yeah. Kicker. yeah so, I think that's, so I think that's a real big positive. You know, you're, you're two in the rebuild right now. I think you got this side of the ball figured out. And I think that's the most important side of the ball you have to figure out. It's an offensive league. It's a passing league. We mention this all the time. You can't have the worst defense historically in NFL history to win games, but you have the offense in place. I think that's a very big positive. We've and seen these first four weeks. Tyler, I just I was thinking about this. Let's say just a quarter, any quarterback, they lose their two starting guards. They're out, they don't have their two top receivers. And they don't have their star running back. Yeah. Most likely, the odds of that quarterback putting up the numbers that Goff put up versus Seattle are really low. Yeah. Like super low. Golf right now is third in yards the NFL and tied with 11 tie-ons with Mahomes and Lamar in first place in the NFL. He is playing out of his mind. If the Lions were winning, people would be talking about it as an MVP candidate. I'm not even bullshitting you guys. I swear. He is playing mm-hmm. out of his mind right now. Right? And I and I said like last week, I want to see more. Like, this is a game where like Golf could shut me up a little. Let's see what he could do. He doesn't have his guys with him. You know, he's not playing the strongest defense, but there are a lot of guys are out. Let's see what he could do. And he answered the bell for me. Like, he literally answered my questions for him. I believe in him right now. He is my quarterback for now. He yeah, is. No, let's no, go, man. I, I mean, even after your defense is given all these touchdowns up in that game and you fall down two scores in the game multiple times, I mean, the offense is right there, clicking right back, making it a one-score game. They gave you a shot every time they caught on the field. You didn't really have any doubt when the offense was going to get on the field because you know they were going to probably score and, you know, make it back to one-position game. It's just like, could your defense get a stop? a stop and give the offense a chance, even if it is a minute with no timeouts. Like if the Lions were able to force, you know, Seattle to punt the ball um, after they, you know, didn't recover the onside kick, you know, I, I, th- I think there's a legit optimism that the offense could score and, you know, potentially get this game to overtime. I, I think there's a legit optimism with that offense, even if the odds are not in your favor. You would have zero timeouts and you'd have about a minute left and you're probably – asking this offense to drive like 90 yards down the field. There's still some type of optimism. That's how how good this offense is right now and how good they're clicking right now. So it's a very big positive, and it's, it's continued for the first four weeks, which has been great. And I'll say this, bro. I think it's the scheme, too. It doesn't matter who's out there. They are producing. No DeAndre Swift. Jamal Williams comes in, goes crazy. No Jonah Jackson. No Big V. These linemen are blocking their asses off. Right, it's not as good as those guys, but th- th- it's pretty good. They're still doing like a great job. Yeah, um, they're serviceable. They're better than serviceable, in my opinion. I like, mean, you really can't tell there's injuries. Good. Like, if you were not no. a, like a diehard Lions fan, and like you're just say, let's say a casual fan, and a lot of people like this, you know, you don't know every single player on the team. If you're just turning on the Lions on Sunday, and I told you the Lions are missing three offensive guards in a game, you would have no idea. You would literally have no idea. No, and then. uh also, another guy that answered when we've been we've been very critical of him on this show is T.J. Hawkinson. We're like, this is the game that Hawk needs to go off, and did he go off? He he had the most 
receiving yards that the Lions side has ever had in Detroit Lions history. Yeah, it's big. He went crazy and he was efficient. He didn't, he, I think he had one drop. Drops have been issued for him, but he had one drop. He was catching a lot of passes, making tough catches too. Yeah. Breaking tackles. How much have we talked about breaking tackles? He had what he took a slant, was it like 10, 11 yards? He turned into like an 80. Yeah, it was or, a huge I forgot play. how many yards, 81 almost, yards. I almost think. took it all the way for a touchdown. Got you know stuffed right at the goal line, but yeah. We, we talk about this, like Hawk needs to break tackles, and, and we saw that. Hopefully, he continues to build. And then when you have Amon Ross St. Ron back, and you have J-Mo back, someone actually sent me a clip of Jared Goff throwing to Brandon Cooks and that chemistry ahead. If J-Mo and Goff could get that kind of chemistry, look out, man. Honestly, look out. Like, this offense, I feel like hasn't even reached its ceiling yet. That's what's crazy about this offense. They could oh, be so much not. better. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. It, it hasn't. And that's a, that's that's the scary part. I've been telling people, look, our offense, we're number one right now, and we're not even playing our best football. We won't have our full guys out there. We don't have our full guys out there. And like you're saying about the offensive line, I mean, the the casual fan they want to notice. I mean, they're, they're doing a hell of a job. I mean, the only way you'll kind of notice who's struggling on the offensive line if you go back and watch tape and you really nitpick and see what's going on. Yeah, I'm like, saying, but if you're just a casual fan tuning into the game, that's it. Yeah, like, you're gonna watch from one to four. You have no idea. Yeah. Um, Dan Skipper has been struggling the last few games. Not, not, not much, but it's, not, it's every pass you see with Jared Goff throwing behind the sticks. You know, you're probably wondering like, oh, I know you're wondering like, why Jared Goff throw behind the sticks? Well, there's a free rusher running around, at him, running right at him. Um, that that was Dan Skipper, but I do believe once we get Jonah Jackson back, the offensive line with Jonah Jackson, you can keep Evan Evan Brown's doing a solid job as a guard right now. You keep Evan Brown there. Okay, I think he's gonna be the personal, the the permanent replacement for Vitai. Um. Yeah, they could they they could just gel together, stay healthy. Jared Goff is going to look a lot better, and then especially when Jamo comes back. Yes, like you said, the cooks. The, the, yes, you're going to see all that. I guarantee you. So this offense is going to be a lot better. They're going to put up more. They're going to be they're going to be more efficient. They're going to their numbers is going to be higher. So that's the positive with this team because their offense is not even fully there yet. And DeAndre Swift, DeAndre Swift played one full game with us, guys. He played one full game with us. He played two games limited and then played a third game and then played a fourth game. So if he's healthy, where he's not on the snap count, and you have J-Mo and all these guys, you have a healthy offensive line. Yes, this is the, the sky's limit with this offense. Speed, uh, J-Mo, speed. Tark, uh, and, Swift, and, speed. And, and the thing is with that, you can't stack the box. I mean, they're probably team are going to still stack the box, but once they're getting beat over the top, they're going to have to respect J-Mo's speed. And and put help over the top of Jamo because you you don't I don't care what corners out there you're not gonna put a corner one on one with Jamo um because he's just too damn fast um it, it's just gonna be a, a headache for defenses trying to scheme us to how, are we gonna stop DeAndre Swift or are we gonna stack the box or, or are we gonna worry about the outside guys you know being us on top or what about the inside you know Hawk and, and St Brown you know now you know Hawk now what he showed last week now teams are gonna come in and say shit. We might have to put an extra guy on TJ. We can't single out TJ. So TJ did a hell of a job last week, man. He, you know, it, it, it was good to see live too, man. He put a hell of a show. Um, what he did out there. So and and, and you're talking about golf, man. Golf. He's been playing at a, at a very high level. I mean, he's not by all means perfect. You could anybody can nitpick his throws and say, all right, this is not good. This is not good. He's not throwing a good ball here. He's not throwing a good ball. He's not making the best decision here. But from what he's doing and what he has, come on, guys. I mean, 
to, for people who's blaming the pick six, saying the, that's the reason why we lost, man. Come on, man. Like it, it just right now, it's just either you don't like golf or, or I, I don't know what it is. Your man. defense gave up forty one points to fucking Geno Smith. I'll if you're blaming that. that pick six. You're ridiculous. One thing I don't like with this fan base, I was like, if this was Stafford doing this, you guys would be praising Stafford. 100%. He's throwing this many yards, this many touchdowns, or whatever he's doing. There would be a lot of praise and called out defense. Just because it's golf, it, it's golf, right? Because last year he was the best. And I think people are kind of scared to admit that he's good this year. He's playing good football. He's playing, he's playing at a high level, man. It just look where he's at. He's ranked among the best. I mean, again, he's not perfect. But then again, who is perfect? Who Who is a perfect quarterback? I mean, you look got, at Stafford's numbers this year. Oh, Stafford, Stafford is looking. Struggling. He's looking. He's looking. His numbers are looking horrific. It's, it's bad. Uh, look at Matt Ryan's numbers this year, right? I mean, just look at some guys around the league, and then you look at Jared Goff's numbers, be like, "Damn, third in passing yards, first in touchdowns with Lamar and Mahomes." Why is Matt Ryan the first quarterback that comes to your mind? Yeah, why? <laughs> that, that was so random. It's just. It's just like. No, it's just like he's been struggling this year, right? And he's he's, been struggling for the last like three years. But yeah, (laughs) I don't know in general. I'm just saying, bro. Jared Goff has more touchdowns than Aaron Rodgers, than Tom Brady, than everyone else except Mahomes and Lamar, and he's tied with them. That's what I'm trying to say. He's playing 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 at a high level. He's playing among the best. I mean, uh, but what I'm trying to say is that the only perfect quarterback is probably the the two guys up there. I think the only guys you can probably say, and they're not perfect. They're going to make some bullshit throws sometimes. Mahomes is going to make some bullshit throws sometimes. Um, Josh Allen is going to make some bullshit throws, but they just wow you with the unbelievable shit they eat. All right, Tyler, here's one. Look at Russell Wilson. Is that a good example for you? Yeah, that's a good example. That's a good look, example. Look at look at he's he's, he's not playing, playing at a higher level. level. He's playing at a higher level than Russell Wilson right now. He's playing higher level than everybody right now except probably the two quarterbacks, uh, Josh Allen and Those Mahomes. Those three, four quarterbacks. And yeah, Jalen Hurts. Yeah. Jalen Hurts. Jalen might be MVP at the way he's I got, I got right a now. question for you guys, though. So everything right now is offense going perfect right now. Jared Goff looks really good. All right. I already know what it's going. I'm not trying to piss this offense, but could you still win because of Jared Goff or are you winning because of Jared Goff? Or wait, let me, let me rephrase the question. Are you winning because of Jared Goff? Or could he win with Jared Goff? Right now, if you had, I mean, like, you know how we said when Stafford goes down, you're fucked? If Goff goes down, we're fucked. Does okay, that no, make sense? No, that's any backup. Any backup usually, if if your starter goes out. You what I'm trying to okay. say is the reason why you're in these games is because of 16. Yeah. And and, and to answer your question, Tyler, um, I know where you're going with that. Are we winning because of Goff? Um, we're number one in offense right now. So what I'm trying to say is, you put any quarterback right now in that situation where Detroit's in right now, put Russell Wilson, switch Russell Wilson with Jared Goff right now, and he will have the same results. We'll still be one and three. Matthew Stafford, no, no, Stafford. no, no. Oh, no. T- number take nine. Take, put number nine back in Detroit. T- t- take out wins and losses. I'm just saying. Is this offense still as good with yeah a Russell Wilson, Matthew Stafford? Is this offense still number one in the league with those guys? Yeah, I believe it is. Yeah, the, the elites. Yeah, they may be the top ten quarterbacks, but we go deep and say, is this team still one in five with one and three? But... One and three with um. I'm trying Jimmy to think. I'm just, I'm, just, I'm just trying to think of another a uh, quarterback. Uh, fucking. Kirk, James, James Winston, no. Like Kirk Cousins, I think you're still a very good offense. Kirk Cousins, yeah. Mm. 
I don't know. Kirk Cousins. I don't like, know. I, 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 st- I still believe golf is in a category, even though he's playing really well. And this is not wrong. This is not, this is not a bad category to be in. You could win with golf. And I've always said this. You could win with golf. I just don't think he's ever going to be a quarterback you're winning because of. And that's just a very, very limited room of quarterbacks you're winning because of. That's a very small group of quarterbacks. It's like Mahomes, Allen, uh, Lamar. Um, there's some other ones in there that I'm missing. You, saw you, you see how you added Lamar now? That's correct. Right. Now, would, would you say – I'm an LJ stand now. Question yeah, for you. Yeah. Would you say Jared Goff is a top playing like a top 10 QB right now, this yes. moment of the season? Yes, yeah, absolutely. Uh, there I, you go. I, but I, but I think a big part of this is and I'm now give question. It. I'm not done. I'm not done. Another okay. part of that question. Sorry. Sorry. Okay, if he continues to play like that for the rest of the year, stacking those up, like taking care of the football, once in a while he'll have a turn, but he continues to play at a high level like that, throwing touchdowns, being efficient. Then are you winning because of him, or are you winning? Whatever you said, I don't know how you said it. It's a, are you winning because of him or are you winning inside of him? Okay, if he does what I just told you, like shows that LA golf we saw this that, year, he shows it throughout the entire year. Yeah, I keep him. That's fine. The, the only guy I would trade for, I'm gonna say it. You guys are gonna call me well, not you're not gonna call me crazy, but you're gonna think this is crazy for me because I've I've had a lot of opinions about this guy. The only guy I'm trading for this offseason, if he's available at quarterback, is Lamar Jackson. I'm not doing it for a rookie. I'm not doing it for any mid-quarterback in the league. Um, no, it's either Goff or Lamar. I'm not doing it for a rookie. That's how I, I stand with that right now. That's my opinion. But the quarterback. Welcome team. to the Lamar Jackson bandwagon officially. I'm an, I'm an, I, I'm an LJ8 stand now. Because you win because of Lamar Jackson. He is that type of quarterback. If you don't have anything around him, he could still win. See, like the thing with golf is like if you don't have everything around him, or not everything, but like you know, if not most things are really good around him. Here we go. Here we go. There's another question for you. No Amon Ross St. Brown, no Tark, no Swift, without yeah. two it's starting big... offensive linemen. You just said that, right? You need yeah. stuff around him. But bro, I mean, he didn't have much. He had Tom Kenny who played well off the practice squad, Josh That's Reynolds. True. I mean, he's a solid receiver, but yeah, nothing special. Man. I could tell you this now, man. Lamar Jackson, if Lamar Jackson is on the team right now, we'll still be one and three. It is really hard to win games. No, I, I'm not. I'm not blaming any of these wins and losses on. If that, no, 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 because they're, they're right now they're they're number one. I mean, no, yeah, right what, what 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 could they possibly be? Number, you can't you number can't one ask for much better. Plus one? No, <laughs> like I, I I'm looking at the big picture. I think once the season ends, I don't think we're the number one offense in the league. I really don't. I think we could be a really good offense. I think we say the think... top five. I, I, you know what? I I, I I actually take that back. I think we still could be number one because I do believe as the season get on get goes on, once we get our weapons back, when Swift is not on the snap count, is on, on the field, this offense is a lot better. Yeah, and I think right, once right. that happens. The, the team, the offense is going to be a lot better. Question for you: Why do you think this offense will fall off all of a sudden? No, 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 not going to fall off. I, not fall off. Put, but why, stop no, putting no, words no. in my mouth. You guys are, you guys are putting words in my mouth. People are going to take the wrong way. Everyone's no, the name of golf hater. People think no, it's the worst no, offense. No, 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 don't put words in my mouth. No, no. My question to you is: Why do you think they can't be the number one offense? Why I don't think they're going to be the number one offense is we're going to start playing a little better defenses. We've played the Seattle Seahawks defense is one of the worst defenses. We've talked about this. Minnesota's defense is very vulnerable. Um, they, 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 we haven't played the greatest defenses. We'll be we'll, we play, we play Philly, who's probably one of the better defenses. Out there, will right? we be a 
good offense, yeah, I think we could be a top ten offense. I really do believe that. I'm not. I'm not disagreeing that. I just don't think we'll be number one. I don't. We're not keeping I... this trend. If we keep this trend, guys, you guys realize we are the number two best offense in NFL history. That's not happening, guys. We're not I the number think, two best NFL I offense. Think, I think they could be top three throughout the entire year. I really That's do. possible. Because, and here's this is why Jonas hasn't even came back yet. When Jonah comes back, your running game is going to get stronger. Swift has been out. You're going to get more explosives. Jamal's going to come back. That's what you said. More expo- like, I don't, I don't think they're going to like. I think they're going to get. I think they're going to be better. I think they can be better. Too, you can't. You can't. You can't get better from what you're getting. If you were better, you were the number two offense in NFL history. Okay, then they're the number two offense in NFL history. Guys, then, no. guys, we're not the number two best offense in NFL history. I mean, I, I, I think if we look at that talent wise, no scheme wise and scoring touchdowns and be able to drive down the field it's possible guys i don't need them to be the number two offense in nfl history i don't I, need I, that I, I, just, I, I need to be I just like I, I just i wish we could just balance it out be number yeah. 10 and number 10 that's give us the number 10 offense it goes the number 10 defense and this is the right of shit out i mean I wish that's, we that's what i'm that. saying I, i'm trying to tamper <laughs> expectations this rate you're on offense right now it's just not sustainable like you've seen it with andy Reid and patrick mahomes when they had all that talent it's not sustainable. It's going to catch up eventually. Now, do I think Ben Johnson is a good enough coordinator where he's going to be able to adjust when defenses kind of catch on what he's doing? I do. But they're going to be catch up, Tyler. People they're going to be a good offense. It it, it it's seasons. not about catching up. It's about your offensive line just absolutely dominating anyone you play. Against. Yeah, that's a good point. It, it, take, it takes seasons for, for a team to catch up. Like, yeah, yeah. could could next season, you know, with a team having a full offseason, a full tape of what Detroit Lions are doing, could they catch up with Detroit Lions off as possible? Yeah, I mean, no, that's not a team, but like, midseason ain't happening, Captain. They ain't yeah, gonna no. be able to catch up with this, especially when we're getting guys back and they have no idea how we're gonna use them. They have no idea how we're gonna use JMO. How do, how, do you even know how we're gonna use JMO? Is no, JMO gonna don't. be in the slot? Is he gonna be in the backfield? Where are we using JMO? Everywhere. Do you know? Do you know? Everywhere. I don't know. Yeah, no, I'm good. He's everywhere. Yeah, I, I, I agree, guys. I agree with everything you guys are saying. This is gonna be a good offense. You're gonna still be one of the higher scoring offenses. Like, you have every ability for that to be. You have a good coordinator in place. You've got the talent in place right now. And that's why I say it's a big positive, big picture-wise, because you have everything in place right now. I just think it's unrealistic to believe this team is going to be the number two scoring offense in NFL history. No, that's, no, that's, that's that's the rate they're at right now. I just don't think that's sustainable. But could they continue to be the number one offense in NFL? It's possible. It's very possible. Yeah. I, I just, I just don't I, I don't think averaging 36 points or 35 points that they're doing right now, that's not sustainable. I mean, I don't care who you are. That's It's the NFL. It's not sustainable and, and, to average 35 points in NFL. And Tyler, let me ask you a question because you, you brought up a point that said that we're going to be playing better defenses. Yeah. I do know we play the Bills. Yeah. Outside Miami. the Bills, what other Bills, what other team that we play that's like tougher Miami. defenses? Miami. Packers have a really good defense. They do? No. Well, supposedly they did. I mean, I haven't really watched them that much, but they're like – they're okay. Yeah, they, have, they have some nice players, bro. I mean, they they, even them, even Vikings, even, even the defense you're playing this Sunday, you're playing a Bill Belichick defense. Still, they're not bad. They're they're a good defense. Yeah, they're a good defense. But so I still it, think I still think we, I still think we put up points on them. Yeah, we like if you ask me, if you ask me, I think we're I think with Detroit is safe to bet the over. That's fine. I'm okay with I'm okay with that. You could do that. That's completely cool with me. But again, expecting this offense to sustain a 35 point average at what they are right now, just could they be really good? Could they be the top league? I, I agree. They could be there. I just don't think the rate that they're at right now, because again, this is a crazy rate they're at right now. We've never seen this in our lifetime. It's just I, I don't believe it's sustainable to be where they are right now. It's going to be really I... good. I think they could still be 
the number one offense in the league. I think they could still be. As a matter of fact, I think they could actually get better. That's what's scary. Yeah, and you guys I, might I, laugh I, at me, but we like we said. I like, mean, that's the best offense injuries. in NFL history. Then you're talking about right there. If it gets better, it's because we're able to do what we want to do. Like we're able to run the ball at a high rate. Yeah, I don't think that's going to change, especially when Swift gets back. He's just a, he has a his vision is like a but different. Like, but you guys realize what I'm saying when, when you guys say better. You guys are talking about the best offense in NFL history. Yeah, but don't don't you feel like that? Like even when you see our game, you're like, man, we left some drives out on the field. Like uh, you watch a game that we watched in the past. Like that's that's every game with every like really good offense. I see that with the Chiefs all the time when I watch them. It's it happens. This is the NFL. You're not going to score every single time. You're not. You're not. You're not. But like. What me and Malcolm are trying to say is, you're going to get more explosive. You are. I, I agree with you guys. This could be a time. It becomes offense. harder to defend if you yeah. have Swift, Jamo, Amon Ra, Ha, Char, Reynolds, all yeah. healthy on the field. How the fuck do you defend that? And yeah. then at the same time, you could, if you want to go to a game and say, "Look, we're going to run the rock and just run the rock," they could get 200 yards on 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 you if yeah. they want to on the ground. Yeah. You but want to stack the box? Cool. I'll throw it to Jamo and try. Yeah, you you I, want to keep I, a light box? I'll run it all over you. I, I just feel like you guys are making it sound like we're going to score every single possession right now. That's what you guys are making it sound I mean, like. That's what they've been doing, actually. When you look at their numbers, Almost. there's only one quarter that they haven't scored in this year. They scored in yeah. only yeah, one I told quarter. You, it's a high-powered offense, but the team is still prone to punt. They're going to punt in some games. They're going to punt, but what we're trying to say is I think the offense could be better. That's what's scary. So yeah. you think this offense could average like 37 points at the end of the year? Because that's what they are at 35 right now. If you're saying better, you know how hard that is to sustain and keep that up. That's like that's almost impossible, guys. I agree. It's a good offense. It's a really good offense. You could say it's an elite offense. Use those words. But to say it is get better, that's just that's hard. Why? Why is it hard though? You're missing so many. Okay, guys, I'm gonna visit this conversation. And if I'm this offense ever talking to Tyler, I'm not actually talking about the points, they become harder to defend. Maybe that's exactly what I'm saying, but you guys are saying but, better. Yeah, you guys are saying everything's gonna like, get better in numbers. <laughs> not yeah, as far as would, numbers, yeah. I, I think as far as the offense and the, the team itself, they're gonna be harder to defend, bro. They are. Uh, they're going to be harder to defend than they are now. But they're not. But like the scoring rate that they are right now is not sustainable. This is Why all do you say it's say. not sustainable though? Because averaging thirty-five points in the NFL with any offense in the league, you could put anyone on. You could have an all-pro. We've seen great offense in the league sustaining a thirty-five point average where they are right now is unrealistic. That's just unrealistic. That means Ben, that, that means ben Johnson's the goat. That means Ben Johnson is literally the GOAT. Not like we're just saying that because we throw the word GOAT very casually. That's saying he is literally the GOAT of offense. Hey, man, I, I did I mean, I mean, did say that, you know, Ben Johnson with Jared Goff is going to be better than, you know, him with McVay. I did say that. And, by the way, Albert Breer actually, I think it was Albert Breer, he tweeted out that uh, there's a lot of buzz with Ben Johnson around the league. He's probably not going to be here next year. <sighs> I, I hope I hope that's not the case. I hope they say, oh, he's too young. He only had one year. No, nah, the league likes young coaches now. Look at Clay. They do. Look they do. And especially number one. Especially the yeah, number one offense. Yeah, we saw McDaniel. Yeah, that's be tough. You know, Mike McDaniel. You know, we don't even have a replacement right now. Who, like, is this always like that happening? I mean, I don't know what they'll do. It would probably be like a Deuce Daly, I would assume. You know what? That That could, that could work. Who's the receiver? Who's the receivers coach right Randall now? Oh, Randall Al. Yeah, I don't know if he's a play caller. 
I don't know. We'll figure that out when we have to figure that out. Yeah. But yeah, just, let's just get through the season and see what happens. It's a, it's a good situation to be in, honestly. If your offensive coordinator is getting buzzed to be a head coach in the league, that means you're doing something right. So. I saw someone joke about, like, hey, make Campbell, like, give him a higher position with the team, not on the coaching staff, or pull Pitt Johnson to head coach. All right. No, I was like, that would be interesting, but I don't think so. Right, I, right. They said that as a joke, but I forgot. You do that with like your, you do that with like an old ass coach, like Bruce Arians or something like that, or a guy's like about to retire. You don't do that with a guy who's like forty years old, like Dan Campbell. Yeah, no, I wouldn't do. I wouldn't do that. No, um, but man, the offense has been great, right? It's been great. It's been the best offense in the league. And just what's crazy about this? You have the number one offense, and you have the dead last defense. Yeah, yeah, no. make it make sense. Hey, historically you know, great offense, historically bad defense. Hey, hey, it's it's a cliche. Defense wins football games. Hey, it's, a cli- it's a cliche, I, but it's true. I, I heard, you know, I saw it on Twitter, and I they what they said the last team to have the number one offense in the thirty ranked deep thirty second ranked defense was the two thousand Rams. And what did they? And do? you know what happened in two thousand one? Is that the year they lost the Super Bowl? They went to the Super Bowl. They lost so, New England, right? They lost New England, but they went to Super Bowl. I'm just putting it on. What was their record when they started the year? I'm just curious now. I don't remember. I don't That's remember. actually a great question. Let's look that I'm up. Look this up. Let's just look this up. I mean, I one in it can't be worse than one and three. It had to be at least two and two. It had to be at least two and two. The greatest show on turf. They were that was that was one hell of an offense, though. So. Yeah, Isaac Bruce, Tory Holt, Kurt Warner, Marshall Falk, Marshall Falk. Shit, that could be like that could be us. <laughs> <laughs> okay, they were fourteen and two that year. So yes, they were not one and I'm three. Just trying to see what they start. Oh, they started one in two thousand. They were fourteen and fourteen and two. They they 14. they started really hot, bro. What are they four and zero? One, two, three, four, five, six and zero, six and one, seven. <laughs> Oof. And you're, and you're one and three, guys. <laughs> we're one and three. I, you know what? I think it's because our 32 is like a different type of 32. That's what I'm like, telling you. You got if we're 32. Yeah, we were like 32 and like maybe like maybe like 10 yards below 31, maybe 20 yards. No, we're hundreds of yards away. This is this is just bad. <laughs> this is this is historically bad. Like who, this, this who is a different 30, level. Who was 31 in the league? Is that Houston? All I, all I can sure. say is if there were 55 teams, we'll be ranked number 55. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like, you know how like the Suns lost to the uh, the Australian basketball team. This defense could right now at this point could lose to like a CFL offense. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm it not even to... like like it's that bad right now. Like that's not yeah. even like like I'm, like that might be overselling it right now, but it's that. Nah, bad that's right that's now. that's that's come on, CFL, Dude, it's, bro. It's bad. CFL still professional. It's still professional. I know they're professional, but like. Or like, what about a USFL team offense? Like, you know, they destroy it, man. Come on, bro. I hope. I would hope. <laughs> it wouldn't even be close. It's I, like I, saying, like, I know. It's like you when know? you compare. It's like when you compare the college team to the worst NFL team. I Alabama. Yeah, it, uh, like it was like when, it's whenever the Lions are asked. Oh, Alabama would beat the Lions. Like, shut the fuck. No, no way in hell. <laughs> you know, I actually looked that up. You know, they used to, they used to do like a bowl back in the day. And NFL like team the versus team, uh, college. Yeah, the team, the team needs to win the the national championship. They should play a um exhibition against no the team who won. Like they used to play against like the, the seventy two Dolphins did that shit. No, oh. but the thing is, bro, like they used to beat them so bad and beat them so bad that they had to, they had to cancel. Like they said, no, we can't do this no more. I mean, I'm not because like, those young kids are getting hurt. They're getting they were killing them. 
Yeah. I mean, it's pro. Imagine putting a college, college team against the 1972 Dolphins, the team that went undefeated. That's you know, at least I, I know. At least do like the worst team in the league. Like, give it a shot. <laughs> I mean, even if you do the 0-16 Lions, they're destroying them. Yeah, they would 100. I mean, it's pros versus college athletes. There's, there's no fucking argument. In the there. days, these guys that are playing in the pros. Most likely, were good in college. That's exactly. why they're in the pros. Yeah, no, there's no argument. Those there. guys on the other team, not all of them are going to be in the pros. Yeah, exactly. only like two percent, like of the college. I think ones. it is two percent. Yeah, two percent college athletes, and those are from. Every single college you're basing out of. So if you're playing one university versus just one NFL team, it's, it's going to be. I mean, the, why are we even talk about this? Is this is obvious. Tyler Baller and Oopsie. Yeah, yeah let's go to Baller and Oopsie. Let's man. do our Baller and Oopsie Doopsie of the week. Go ahead, Pierre. What do you got? Uh, my Baller is actually to be Hackerson. Uh, the reason why, obviously, we talked about him stepping up. He had eight receptions, 179 yards, two touchdowns. And we said, this guy he needs to play better. He needs to break tackles. He need, he needs to, like, just be better. And he was better. And my honorable mention is Jared Goff. Just because of what he did with all the guys that were out. I like it. Yeah. I also, yo, I also want to give a shout-out to um, Jamal Williams. Balling the hell out um, last week. You know, we talked about it. We talked about it in the pregame show. We thought maybe he, maybe he'll be able to be productive, but he won't have any explosive plays. That's what we thought. We all thought he won't have any explosive. But he had one hell of an explosive play. He broke up for fifty yards, and he just made one guy miss, stiff arm the shit out of him, and then ran for a touchdown, which was freaking amazing. So shout out to Jamal Williams for that, man. Yeah, for sure. Think- I think you got to give a big shout out to the guys calling all these plays and getting these guys open. Ben Johnson, man, he's oh just, my god! Yeah, I know we just talked about him, so we don't need to repeat what we just said about him. But like, man, Ben Johnson has been phenomenal for this. You want to talk about a guru? That's an excellent guru. Yeah, dude. See, that's just a guy. Don't make excuses. The thing with the Detroit Lions, we always do with any coach. It's always an excuse. Oh, we're dealing with injuries. Oh, we, we can't adjust. We get backups. Guys, good NFL teams play with backups. Every NFL team deals with injuries. This offense has dealt with so many injuries. Ben Johnson don't give a shit. Ben Johnson don't give a shit. He said, I'm going to still run a good offense. And guys are going out in game. Cephas out. Yeah. <laughs> Josh, uh, what's his name? Um, Khalif Raymond out. out. You Reynolds know, he's got a low sprain. Evan, low Evan, Brown, sprain Evan Brown at the end of the game. Yeah, oh, man, he's yeah. doing, man. Yeah, yeah. No, see, that, that, that's just that's the difference. That's when you could say this is different. When I look at this defense, it's not different. This is the same shit I see from every Detroit Lions team. We need we need a Ben Johnson on defense. Come on, Aaron Glenn. Come on, man. I suck, yeah, man. Come on, man. We need you to flip the flip the script and turn to Ben Johnson. Oh, Let me play a sad song for you on the world's smallest violin. All right, well, on that note, oopsie doopsie, you just said it, Aaron Glenn. Yeah, that whole line's defense. <laughs> it's it's night and day, man. Like, it is actually night and day, the difference between this offense and this defense right now. Like, it's, it's something it's just yeah. you've never seen. Like, you mentioned it, historically a great offense right now. You're a historic rate right now. And you're at a historic rate on defense. And I think, like, by the middle of the year, by the end of the year, we're going to look at it. There's probably going to be a mean middle between both. Like, this defense is not as bad as it really is, and this offense is probably going to – I don't want to get into that conversation again, but whatever, right? <laughs> like, yeah, I think you guys want to know what I mean. But, like, this defense is really bad right now. It's really bad right now, and we talked about it. Um, I don't think there has to be much explanation to it. Aaron Glenn, defensive staff, everyone. Everyone who plays defense, who has a defensive 
label on their position, you're getting oopsie doopsie this week. It was bad. Yeah. I, I agree. agree. Yeah, I agree with 100%. I mean, that was terrible. That was, that was awful. Yeah. You, you just can't lose that game, man. When your offense is doing that, you can't lose that game. No, you can't. Not one punt. At home. At home not, versus not Seattle. Punt. You can't force them one punt. And the crowd actually forced they forced some like false starts. There was some delay game. Got delay so the, game the crowd was man. into it, yeah. So I, hey, I told I told you guys, man, if if they continue to look like this and they and they're losing games, this crowd you've seen them for the first three home games, it's not gonna be the same because fans are gonna be checked out. And rightfully and rightfully so. If they lose this game, I think a lot of fans are gonna be checked out. Yeah, I think a lot of fans are checked out after the Seattle game. I think you can kind of get some back if you want a game in New England and go into the bye week two and three. You could sell some optimism, get some players back, but one and four in the bye week. That's no, no, I can tell you now the whole ten winning up crowd is that that's that's dead. Anybody that thought they were gonna win at least ten or more games, they're 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 in reality right now. There's only thirteen games left. There's thirteen games left. I mean, Detroit Lions with the win nine out of these thirteen games. I don't know. Uh, so I could tell you now that that crowd's gone. Now, is that, is that including yourself? <laughs> that's including myself. Yeah. That, that, <laughs> that, 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 when I saw that defense, the way they played that defense last game, that yeah, that that showed me that this team is not ready. They're they're, they're not there yet. They're definitely not there yet. The offense so, is there. The defense. The is offense is there. The no. offense could. And the thing that, like I said, the offense could be better. Um, the offense is there, but the defense, I, I just don't know. I don't know unless a guy we come out of nowhere and become like a super playmaker for us. I, I don't know. Like Malcolm, what we said though, like it's about putting players in positions to be playmakers, right? Yeah. We talked about this in the beginning of the show and that's what they're not doing. If they do that, I feel like guys could be making plays and they'll be yeah. playing faster. They'll be playing better and we'll see what happens in these next uh, coming weeks. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll see what happens. I mean, I know the second, half, I don't want to get too far into it. I know the second half of the schedule and come back for the buy is, Tougher than when we played before, they're not impossible. So they could at least make a, a respectable record out of that. Maybe they could come out with eight, nine wins. Maybe oh, man, I, I, I think that was like the the general expectation too for the team um, coming into the year. That was for me at least. I thought seven, eight, nine. That was like where I was thinking. I think ten plus was kind of a reach just because there is still holes on this team and they are still really young. And you don't want to use that excuse, but they're just not there yet i think next year is really where they could take that next step forward that's year three of the rebuild and i think that's where you phase out of the rebuild and say hey let's go compete for a playoff spot hey let's it, go compete for a division and you know what it, what it was is that i was expecting this offense to play like they were playing now i mean i know you're probably saying yeah right you know i said jared Goff's gonna have his best year as a pro i, I said that from day one i said he's, yeah. he's gonna have his best year as a pro this year and I really did feel like that because I think the offensive line, the weapons, Swift, it's going to be hard to defend all these guys. So I, I had, you know, with that offense, I did feel like the offense were going to be playing. Like, I didn't think they're going to be number one. I they're going to be at least in the top five. But I just didn't think this defense was going to be this bad. This The, the way they're playing right now, I just had no idea. I don't think anybody thought this defense was going to be this this bad. We knew, we knew they were young. But we thought, you know, maybe having Aiden Hutchinson would get some pressure. Yeah, they could it's look better more, than they did last year. It's it's more than just being young right now. It's like we mentioned we don't have to repeat it. It's, it's yeah. a lot of it's the scheme right now. They'll, so, yeah. they'll fix some of these issues. Obviously, yeah, some of them are fixed, but they could they could fix some of these issues that they have because they are fixable. You look at the tape, 
just me and you, we just mentioned what they could do. And we're not even like NFL coach. We're like casual fans. Now, I mean, not, we know a little more, but like we're not coaches, you know? So so for the people who did believe that they're going to win more than 10 plus 10 games is because they did have a high expectation for the offense. That's all it was. They they didn't see this defense being like this at all. I mean, that's fair. Yeah. All right. Well, on that note, I think that is a wrap to this episode of the Pride Podcast. Again, if you guys were disappointed, we weren't live on Sunday. We were all at attendance at Ford Field on Sunday. We kind of mentioned it. But if you guys are just hearing this now and were wondering why we were on Twitter, that was the case. And, Malcolm, we actually have some news. you got to mention the playback news. We have some bad news. Why, why do I have to mention it? Why do I got to be the bearer of bad news? Pierre, tell them the bad news. Um, Basically, Blue Wire, the, the, the people we're with, and playback, um, the partnership is no longer. So we're off of playback right now. Maybe we'll figure something out later in the season as that goes on. But right now, uh, our contract with playback is basically terminated. So that's what it is. So, so, so for the people that were into the playbacks, they're going to be on pause for a little bit and potentially gone. <laughs> so we'll see yeah. what happens. Yeah, well, it, it's actually more of like a, a commercial issue with the NFL. So they actually had to take out all of the NFL teams um, that were doing play because they can't, they, they pretty much can't stream any more NFL games. So that's, that's what it was. Um, so because they can't stream any more NFL games, they had to put a pause on the playback which means that we can't go live with you guys no more. Yeah, we have no timeline when that could be back. It could be next week. It could, well, it's not going to be next week, but it could be a month away. It could be never. Like, we just don't know the timeline of, yeah. of that coming back. So for the people that were into the playback, sorry, those are going to have to end for now. It's not in our control. We'd love to do them. We wish we could do them, but obviously just can't do it with the circumstances that are being in place right now. So um, we're going to stick to our regular schedule we were doing before. We're going to drop a preview once a week for you guys on the feed page. Um, we're going to do a post game just like this on on a weekly basis, and we're going to be live on Twitter spaces before and after the game. So you guys could still have all that. Just playback is on a pause right now, and I guess it might not be back for good. So we'll see what happens. We'll update you guys, obviously, on the situation. But um, that's the news we got for you guys. Hope you guys all enjoyed this episode, and we'll have a preview for the New England Patriots for you guys' feed later in this week. So hope you guys have a good one. I'm out. Peace. All right, guys. I'm out. Peace. All right, y'all, it's your boy Malcolm, and I am out. Peace.